listeners, it's Olivia. I am recording this a few days early because exam season is upon us and I have so much revision to do. Term times are different here than I'm used to and we'll be done with this term in mid-November and then I'll go home for Christmas, I suppose. Seems like the house will still be theirs and that we are doing one last family Christmas together or something. I've always loved Christmas. We're not a religious family, but I love finding the right presents for everyone and making and eating delicious food and all the beautiful candles and just how cosy and pretty it is and the smells. <sighs> but it's Halloween now and I am way ahead of myself talking about Christmas already. Tammy got us invited to a Halloween party next week, so I have to figure out what to wear. Must be easy to acquire and not make me feel stupid. And also not be sexy, especially in that horrible Halloween way. Yeah, not much time with all the revision going on. Tammy is doing something elaborate, I'm sure. She always goes all in. Maybe I'll get her to help me. Yes. That is what I will do. Alright, I promised you a guest today. They will come after the voicemails. So let's get to those, shall we? Last week, Jess was worried about lots of things, and Kat was depressed about getting her period, and also preparing for a watch party for her EastEnders episode. Welcome to the year 2000. Jess? You won't believe this. I can't believe it. But I'm so happy. I'm... I'm engaged. We're engaged. We're getting married. Well, not right away, but we are. Oh, Jess, I wish you were here. I'm so happy. Jonah had planned it as a surprise. After the EastEnders watch party. I will tell you all about that later. He went down on one knee and there was champagne and everything. I I know I have always said I don't care about getting married, but turns out I really like the idea once I get engaged. <laughs> or maybe once the right person asks me. I always thought if I were to get married it would be one of those quick civil ceremonies just for convenience, but oh Jess, I really needed something fun to happen. Something to think about and plan for when things are hard, you know? And of course you have to be there. Wouldn't dream of getting married without you there. So, I'm not sure what kind of wedding it will be, but you will be my bridesmaid, won't you? Or maid of honor, or whatever it's called. You will stand up there with me and support me, right? <laughs> of course you will. I know that. Just need to plan all this so you can be there, that's all. Oh, shit. Running late for work. My call center shift starts in half an hour. I have to run. Oceans and oceans! Huh. 
Hi, Claire. Jess here. Thank you. I know that wasn't easy for you, and I really appreciate it. I am... I am sorry you are having a tough time. I hope... I didn't know how to respond to your message. The drunken one, I mean. But, yes, I really am happy. I am. And also, yes, you were controlling at times. Very controlling. Didn't see it at the time, really, but yeah. Hearing about Kat's boyfriend, though, compared to him, <laughs> you were all right. <laughs> Everything's relative, right? <sighs> Fuck, Claire. You hurt me. You really hurt me. Anyways, thanks for letting me know about Kat. Hey Jess, it's Maya. Yeah, I found my way onto this voicemail thing as well. Bree showed me. Can't let the rest of you have all the fun, can I? Don't see you quite as often these days, so I thought I'd update you a little. First of all, Firewoman is finished. Finally. Still finding beads in every corner, but absolutely worth it. I'm really happy with her. She will be unveiled at Town Hall in about a month. You and Rachel should definitely come. If Rachel can walk, that is. Glad she's working less, but, you know. Rachel won't tell you when it gets too much, so keep an eye on her. And let me know when you need help, too, alright? I didn't even know you last year, and now? Couldn't imagine you not being here. Or Bree. Oh, so... I followed your advice and had a talk with one of those course advice people at the university. They were really nice and walked me through all these options. I thought my head was going to explode at one point. But they boiled it down to a few different paths, and I think I have it figured out. Should have been obvious now that I think about it. I'm going to be an art teacher. It's It's perfect. I love hanging out with kids and teenagers, and I love helping others find ways to be creative. Also, I think kids need teachers who really care, you know? And maybe I can actually help a young person who is having a tough time, letting them express themselves through art. <sighs> yeah. I think this will be just right. So, I'm applying to start this February. And, since I already have a degree, it only takes a year of post-grad. And, I can keep working at the library part-time, so we'll scrape by, Tia and I. That's my news. I finally know what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> have a great day, Jess. I'll see you Saturday. What is that thing you'll say to Kat? Oh, yeah, um... Oceans... Of hugs. <laughs>
cat. Holy shit. Uh, congratulations. That is incredible. Of course I will be there. Wouldn't let you get married without me. I will be there and I will wear whatever hideous dress you choose. And I will make a speech, or not, if you want. And I will help you with whatever you need. I am there. Just tell me when. Alright? And I completely get that you need something good to focus on when things are hard. So make plans and look at your ring. Did you get a ring? Not sure you mentioned one. Anyways, have fun planning, but maybe let it take its time. People plan weddings for years to get them right, so uh, no rush, right? And feel free to throw wedding ideas at me whenever you like. Dearest cat, I just want all the good things for you, you know that. And I am so glad you are alright. I was so scared. You know how I get. So, uh, please don't go radio silent again. Not sure my heart could take it. If I say something that upsets you, let me know. Email me or something, right? I love you so much. I couldn't stand it if you were hurt. So, uh, don't get hurt, my dear. <laughs> Easy. <sighs> Halloween coming up. We are going to a non-Halloween Halloween thing this weekend at the local church. It's a family event. Maya's doing face painting. Guess that's the sort of parties we will be attending these next few years with a kid. Should be fun. I'm probably just grabbing a witch's hat and... Morning, love. Morning. Here? Yeah. Tea, please. I'm messaging Cat. You can say hi if you like. Hello, Cat. So glad you're all right. Here you go, love. Ta. I'll just finish up my voicemail. Take your time. I'll sit here and wake up. All right. Hey, Kat, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, Halloween. No, it's not your favorite holiday, but hey, maybe you can be the bride of Frankenstein or something. <laughs> not. But I guess the witches had for me and uh, for you, too. I was going to ask Maya to paint something scary on my belly, but I think that would just freak out the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool, though. Uh, maybe a jack-o'-lantern? Uh, they're not so scary. Better not. Halloween's not so big here, as you know. I know. Still looking forward to it. We'll have fun. We will. <clears throat> Better get some breakfast. Sit down. I'll do it. I'm not an invalid. I can still make breakfast. I'm sorry. <sighs> Don't mean to... It's alright. I just have to do some things for myself. While I still can, anyway. Of course. Just tell me when you feel like being pampered. Alright? Don't worry, love. I will. Good.
Time to go, I think. Love you, cat. Ocean. Bye, cat. Thank you so much, Jess, for being there, always there, and for understanding, and for being a bridesmaid, or whatever. <laughs> Though why would I put you in a hideous dress? Is this a Canadian thing? Wouldn't it be better if I put you in something you like? Or better yet, if you choose something you like? And you hate dresses. So that's a no to begin with. <laughs> we will figure all this out. As you said, there's time. You asked about the ring. <laughs> Should have mentioned it, shouldn't I? It is at the Euler's, being resized. It's, um, nice. Oh, I don't know. It mainly makes me nervous because it's so expensive. <laughs> have to get over that, don't I? I will. And I'm still not used to Halloween after all these years here. I mean, I love dressing up, but this thing of little kids dressing up as monsters is creepy. Gives me the wiggins. <laughs> Probably because I didn't grow up with it. We dressed up as witches for Easter, though, and went around the neighborhood asking for sweets. Did you ever do that? But we were cute witches, with colorful scarves and rosy cheeks and painted on freckles. <laughs> Not scary at all. Anyway, we're skipping Halloween happily. Jono is away for work. I have to tell you about EastEnders. <sighs> all in all, I think it turned out pretty good. It's always odd to see yourself on screen and seeing myself in Albert Square on TV was somehow even stranger than being there filming it. I cringed at some of my lines. I could have delivered them better. <laughs> but then I always feel that way looking back. And I think the director mostly chose the right takes of me, so... That's good. The watch party, though? Mm. There were about 20 people in our living room, and I was feeling really stressed out. Jonah was so proud of me, and everyone was so excited and encouraging, but this is not an uplifting story. And my character spends most of her time on screen either being beaten or crying, or in a really bad state post-trauma, talking about being beaten and crying. And all these people who don't know me that well were trying to cheer every time I showed up on screen, and they couldn't very well cheer at all the misery, and it was really uncomfortable. Most people left really quickly after the episode was over, though they said nice things about my performance. So, lesson learned. Watch parties are for comedy or romance, not gritty drama. 
After everyone left, of course, John got out a bottle of champagne and I didn't understand what was going on, but yeah, engaged. <laughs> it's funny. I never thought I would get excited about that. My mother was never married and my friend's parents somewhere, of course, but many weren't and it really didn't seem to make any difference. But I am excited. I suppose we've already passed my big commitment thing, trying for a baby and out on this other side. So an engagement and then a wedding feels like a really good idea. Feels like something fun and exciting, something to be happy about. And that has to be a good thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Time to go sleep, I think. Oceans of hugs. Right, hello, Olivia again. Still, no luck finding that EastEnders episode. Answers on a postcard? <laughs> so yesterday I recorded a conversation with my guest. I went to her office at the university here, actually. Any guesses who I'm talking about? Oh, I won't keep you guessing. It's Bree, my wonderful aunt. After the recording ends, we'll go straight into the outro. Talk to you next week. Here we go. Hello, I am here with my aunt Bree. Hello. You've just come back from a trip, right? That's right. I've been in Arizona working with folks from the Navajo Nation, trying to learn more about their traditional gender roles. I was going to be here and welcome you to Auckland, but the opportunity came up quickly and I had to take it. But you seem to have settled in well. I think so. And now you're back, and we're in your office at the University of Auckland. Full of books and stacks of paper. Are you sure you need all this paper? It is 2020, you know. Mm, life in academia does seem to involve an unreasonable amount of paper. So, I've filled you in on the podcast via email. And you've listened a little too, I think. Yes, all caught up. Oh, Really? Yeah, long flight from Phoenix. Right. And are you okay with it? Yeah. I talked to your mom, too. Could this... I mean, could this be a problem for you? I mean, at work <laughs> and in your research? I'm, I'm already out in every possible way, so it's probably held me back some, but I think in the end it's good. I realize we've never talked about this. I mean, you're just my aunt, you know? As I should be. Yeah, but... You mean being out has held you back in your career? Definitely. In fact, I was lucky to come to New Zealand. Not sure I would have been able to have a career in academia anywhere else, much less become a professor. Have you heard of Georgina Beyer? No. I only learned of her when I moved here. She was the world's first trans mayor, you know, elected in 1995 and... Then the world's first trans MP in 2000. A trailblazer in so many ways. Wow. I had no idea. Most people don't. She was, and is, an inspiration to me. Sounds like she'd be an inspiration to anyone. Yeah, and I thought, if she can inspire me, maybe I can inspire someone else. That is wonderful. I... I heard your song in the voicemails. Yeah, I'd almost forgotten about that. It was beautiful. 
Did you ever think about... Pursuing music instead of social anthropology? Yep, I did. Academia won in the end, though. Why? Ugh. Suits me better. I love writing songs, and I love singing, but... Performing takes a lot out of me. I'm an introvert. I like observing and analyzing. Lecturing is a bit like performing, though, so I haven't completely abandoned that side of things. <laughs> also, I still sing sometimes. Suits me better as a hobby than a career. Makes sense, I suppose. Enough about me. Let's talk about you and your podcast. So you're looking for your bio, Dad. Yes, Mike. Do you... Do you know anything about him? I mean, if you've listened, you know pretty much what I know. The short answer is no. I was there, of course. I mean, Rachel and Jess talked about him a lot, especially early on. I know they tried to find him before you were born and when you were little. You think they had given up by the time you moved to the UK. Yeah. Are you angry at them for that? No. I mean... Maybe. Suppose I am a bit. Makes sense. You know... I think they really tried their best. They probably did, still. Shouldn't have been that hard to find him then. Now the trail's gone cold, and I'm not sure it'll work. I think it might have a better chance of success now. Really? After all these years? With the rise of social media and smartphones, finding people has never been easier. What are you going to do once you find him? If I find him, I... I want to talk to him. Get to know him. He is my parent after all. Is he now? But I think you'll find him. And getting to know him is probably a good idea. Go easy with the expectations, though, Liv. I just want to find him. You seem to have some good help with that. And Jess and Rachel, are, are you talking to them? Yes, we Skype. They're... They're selling the house. I know. And I'm sorry. Thanks. I... I wish... I wish they'd stay together. I sound like a child. We are all children when relating to our parents. I suppose so. Were you... No, you don't speak to your parents, I'm sorry. Haven't in 20 years. Wanted to talk to you about that, actually. I went to see them last month. You really? Yeah. Thought it was time. Hadn't been in Edmonton since you heard the voicemails. Yeah. Does Mum know? Of course. She wanted me to tell you. So, what did they say? They're old now. In their 70s, and it was so long ago. Still in the same house. That must have been hard. It was, you know. Seeing them was hard, too. So much anger and pain... But it's been 20 years, you know. I wanted to give him a chance. And what happened? I told him about my life, about my work, about Jess, about you, and they... They still can't accept who I am. But, uh, there was a sense of closure for me. 
Did they know about me? No. Jess can be very absolute, more so than I. I think they were sad not to know you. My dad had read one of Jess's novels, but of course her author bios say nothing about her personal life. That's right. They don't. I'm... I've never really felt I was missing out not knowing them. Look, they're the ones missing out, Liv. And if you ever want to reach out to them, you can. I'll support you in that. And I know Jess will too, though it'll be hard for her. But you really don't have to. I... We'll think about that. Thanks for telling me all this, Brie. Of course. And if you think I can be of any help, I am here. I know. You should come have dinner with us soon. Maybe bring your friend? Tammy, that would be lovely. So, maybe this is it for today. Alright. Bye, listeners. Bye. This is King Caruso from the Black History Buff podcast, and I know you're busy, but before you move on, I've got some questions for you. Do you know who the father of modern medicine is? Did you know that the most famous Russian writer of all time is black? Could you tell me the name of an Ethiopian samurai? Look, look, if you already know that black history is world history and can answer all of those questions, then please, just just skip this message. If not, then hang on. In a world filled with false flags and fake news, the need for critical thinking has never been higher. And studying history helps us to understand today, avoid repeating the mistakes of the past, think critically and catch governments out in lies. It helps us to forecast the future and it also helps us to solidify our cultural identity. Those are some useful skills to build, right? Being able to see clearly through the noisy, information-based society of today has gone from being a desirable skill to being an essential one. Now, I know what you're thinking. That all sounds amazing, but let's be honest. Who's got time to do all that research? And well, that's why you need the Black History Buff podcast. Each week, I bring you a savoury slice of history that's going to challenge, enrich and entertain you. The show will make you think, help you learn something new about your history or the history of a friend or loved one, or at the very least, give you an interesting story to tell the in-laws when the conversation gets dry. So do yourself a favour and click the link or Google Black History Buff Podcast and please come check out the show. Alright, you can get back to scrolling now. See you later. If you know anything about my biological father, Mike, please let me know. I would very much like to get in touch with him. Please email me at y2kpod at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter or Instagram at y2kpod. Also, check out our webpage at y2kpod.com, where you can find out more about the show and, of course, listen to all the episodes. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you like Y2K, please tell your friends to listen too. 
And if you want to support the show further, thank you so much. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash y2kpod and pledging a monthly amount from one US dollar, you get all our episodes early. So if you were a patron, you could check out next week's episode in just a few days. I am so very happy and so grateful to our wonderful, amazing patrons. We also have merch. Check it out at y2kpod.com slash merch. Our amazing intro and outro music is created and recorded by Jake Hawes. Check out his podcast, Making Music with Jake Hawes, to hear more. I'm Olivia, thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000.